Welcome to Love in a Podcast. I'm Nathaniel, and right in front of me is my beautiful partner and co-host. Hi, I'm Shiloh. Hi. Hi. You're so handsome. So um, today we are recording episode nine, which is part two of Love and Personal Passions. If you didn't listen to episode eight, you're really not like, it's not like you're going to fall off and not be able to follow us. But in that episode, we did list the first 10 things that you can be passionate about in your life. So maybe go back and listen to that one first. Um, But this is part two. And as we said last week, um, living in a passionate way and searching for the things that bring us alive is a responsibility of ours um, during this whole life journey. It's your responsibility. Um, For me, when I get into the low lows, like the scary thoughts place, I force myself to remember that my passions are there, that they're real. And as soon as I get out of the depression state, that they're waiting for me. Um, That really helps. You know, sometimes remembering those things keeps me from dipping even lower. And, you know, anything that can help me from sliding backwards is a tool I keep at arm's length. Also, on a happier note, when people are all lit up over their stuff, it's contagious and it spreads rapidly. Very fast. Yes. You know, like one one happy and passionate person multiplies like crazy. And that's just because people read that energy and feel it and soak it up. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I want to feel like that too. But, you know, it's like that with misery as well. So be careful the company you keep. You're so sweet. Oh, come on. You are too. Oh. <laughs> So um, there's an article on livebold.bloom.com that made this episode much more organized in my brain. And as I researched, it helped me with ideas and inspiration. So just as you listen on, um, let me know what you think. And as we left off at number 10 last week, we will pick right up at number 11 and go on until we reach 21. So without a moment to waste... Number, number 11. Number 11. <laughs> um, things to be passionate about. This one is improving your skills. Um, improving your skills. This will actually create admiration for the thing you're improving because you'll see yourself rise up and elevate your already awesome whatever it is that you're improving. Um, you know, while you're waiting to figure out your passion in life, do something to expand your existing skills or maybe become more educated. Um, Think about getting an advanced degree or taking continuing education classes in your field or work on an entirely different degree that can help you when you transition to another field altogether when you're ready to do that. The return on your investment for an advanced degree can really make up for the expense and time involved in attaining it if you use it. So use it. Use it. Do it. Um, If you're not sure you want an advanced degree in your current field, consider, this is a good idea, I saw this in the article, consider a master's in communication leadership. That would make you invaluable in any career. Um, And, you know, there's leadership qualities and communication expertise are highly valued in any business. Um, So that's an idea. But you might be interested in venturing out on your own. Um, So an MBA in entrepreneurship will give you the expertise for starting and building or maybe even advising new business ventures, advising other people in their businesses. Um, 
you know, while I'm not ready to open a business on this day very now, like right right now, um, I can become passionate about the learning process and in turn soak up others' experiences with business ownership. Whoever is out there that's an entrepreneur, I always continue to listen and have a great conversation. I want to know how they did it and what they do and how they became successful. (laughs) Why are you looking at me like that? (laughs) Ah, Um, I just feel like any second now you're going to start writing in your planner. I have it open right now in case anything comes to me. See? Yes. I, I, I am always jotting down things. I'm a jot, jotter. Um, I know. It's like it's 1988 in here. <laughs> the 80s were awesome, man. <laughs> I haven't committed to an MBA in entrepreneurship, but as soon as I set my mind to completing an MBA, if I set my mind to completing an MBA, you know, I'll just run with it and come out on top, you know, start it, finish it, run with it. Um, examples of switching or adding to your resume. So let's say you worked in retail like me. Okay. And you want to switch from working in a corporate position, but you are unsure where to take that next step. So, um, I decided to add to my yoga certifications because it's something that I'm passionate about. I'm not sure where next to go in my, in my retail field. If I even wanted to continue in retail. So, um, Who does, you maybe, know? <laughs> maybe, um, maybe if you're unsure where to take the next step, look a little to the left or a little to the right for online tradings for, um, both entrepreneurship and whatever it is that lights you up. Like my yoga, my yoga education, Um, It's really simple to find options, you know, maybe it's not so simple to finally choose how I'll spend my time, but it's really exciting when I elevate my knowledge and my talent. So try it out. What do you have to lose? An hour of research? Um, How this passion example helps your search is whether you take master's courses at a university or online, you will encounter other students of life from a wide variety of industries and backgrounds that might interest you mingle, mingle, network, network. Also, you'll interact with numerous professionals who are successful in their careers who can mentor and advise you. So find your mentors here. Um, I love finding new mentors. I soak up as much as I can from these people. Um, You'll also possibly learn from professors who are often industry leaders and they can provide you with real world knowledge and um, really valuable networking opportunities. So that is number 11. Uh, Brings us to number 12. Number 12. Yeah. Get passionate about the life you want. The life you want. You are allowed to dream. You might not be able to think of anything in your life that you feel passionate about. And that's okay. Maybe for too long, your days have revolved around work and meals and COVID-19. And let's just, for the sake of this episode, say you don't feel passionate about any of those things. So why not mix it up a little bit by visualizing the life that you want and then by adding something from that vision to your daily life? And I will continue to use yoga as my inspiration because it's so easy and natural for me to use that for you to give you an example. But um, let something in your daily routine remind you of where you want to be and gets you to a little little closer to that. So... um, my dream of opening a yoga studio, I need to practice yoga every single day to stay really close to that dream. And I read books about yoga practitioners and I watch videos and I talk to other people who practice yoga. So that keeps me close to the fire in my belly. Um, 
But, you know, if you don't really have that thing that lights you up, like yoga lights me up, maybe create a vision board. Um, I, this, this really works. And if you enjoy making it, you could even host vision board parties for friends and family. Like it, it really works that much for Aww. me anyway. If you've never made a vision board, um, you have full reign to make it as colorful and as, you know, dream, dreamtastic as you want. It's yours. My vision board is I put up a piece of cardboard. Uh-huh, he did. And I tacked you and my car on it. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it's just me and his car. Not even in his car. <laughs> Outside of his car. Only he can get in his car. He's that guy. It would be so weird. Yeah, it would be really weird. <laughs> and like I'm the stick figure and then it's a beautiful photo of your car and I'm over there with like no hair. Yep. That's me. And it's it's hung up behind the couch. Like so when you walk into the house, there's my vision board of <laughs> Yeah, I bet people can't wait to come over. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have a vision board party and Nathaniel will come out with this. So I made this one. Um, yeah. But it can be whatever you want. You can literally have cardboard, like whatever. My vision board is in the yoga cave downstairs right above the futon where I can clearly see it and I can add to it and kind of admire my creation for what it is. It's a, it's a purposeful collection of my desires and the loves in my life. Um, what's on that vision board, there's pictures of the Taj Mahal and the Himalayas and Rishikesh, the ashram that I will complete my 300 hour yoga teacher training. Those are dreams that are, have yet to happen. And so I, but I also have pictures of, of Nathaniel and the, the dogs, like the babies and my mom and my grandma and, you know, little pictures like that just to keep me grounded. Cause I look up there and I'm like, okay, that's real. There's my gram real over there is Rishikesh. Um, it, it really makes my day better. And, you know, I, I do, I am an advocate of journaling, but this is where you can sort out your thoughts and make sense of what you're feeling about your life. So, you know, it's really easy to pick up a journal and just start writing like what, like write down your dream life, you know, get passionate about that. Um, and this will help you because, you know, you'll get closer to the life you want if you allow yourself to articulate what that is. Um, and this is something I'm really great at. So just, you know, give me a minute and I'll explain. The more time that you spend clarifying <laughs> that vision, right? The more time you're clarifying it. I, lo I love that you think people are sitting there going, what What the hell is she talking about? <laughs> I just want to make sure. <laughs> if you don't listen to anything else in this entire episode, this is it. Okay. This is the cash money. Um, the more excited. See, now people aren't going to listen past this. <laughs> Look what you did. Oh, my God. You I'm see sorry. How I keep hard interrupting he you. makes my life. <laughs> just makes it so hard. I'm trying to like get you excited out there. Um, the more time that you spend clarifying the vision, the more excited you'll get about the direction of your life. And which leads to you being more likely to take the steps necessary to make those things happen. Which but does make sense. Are you sure? You <laughs> no, I, I really do agree. I, I think that. You're making a really good point. He's just saying that because he wants to get some later. <laughs> That'll shut you up, right? But more than you that. You just want to get a better picture on my vision board. Yeah, I do. I want to have hair. Aww. But more than that, more than that, um, what we manifest really does come to us. Um, the power of attraction became pretty important and spoken about in the West about 20 years ago. But it's been really trending for the past 10 um, if you have any social media, you'll see that public public figures post about it all the time. 
um, manifest your destiny. You know, people are making millions of dollars. Um, and I'm not saying that I've been around for 20 years manifesting, but it's how I made certain things happen in my life to be, to be honest with you, like in my early twenties, moving to Orlando, um, I envisioned that while I was getting my associates, I envisioned it. I, I thought about it. Um, and then also when I moved to Jacksonville to the art, to do, um, my bachelor's at the art Institute, I manifested that. And then after that, the big move to Miami to work for Michael Kors. And then I manifested the trip to Iceland. Um, and then finding a studio in New York to complete the 200 hour yoga teacher training. These are all things where I purposefully thought about it and made these things happen. Um, even the last position where I was a manager in a store, it's, you know, that was, I needed that job because of its close proximity to my, you know, my life. And because I moved back to New York and all these things and I helped, I was helping with my grandmother. Um, and it's funny because, you know, you think like manifesting relationships. I, I did not manifest this relationship that I'm in right now. He was a total surprise, complete, a hundred percent surprise. I had been hurt and disappointed so many times, but you know, I'm not a victim, but it's just the truth that got me to the point where, you know, I was just kind of like, I'm good. You know, mm -hmm. I'm good where I am. Um, I wasn't serious about anyone. And you know, I even told my mom, I'm like, if I turn, by the time I turn 36, if I don't have a relationship, I'm going to move to a different country. And I really meant it. I really, really wanted to do that. Oops. And then this happened. So I, <laughs> this happened. So I, I didn't manifest this relationship. I, I was open to any possibilities, but I'm talking like when I say manifesting the smaller things too, like running into a person, running into someone that I, I haven't seen in a really long time or them reaching out to me because I'm thinking about that person. Um, even getting a parking spot, um, you know, even, okay. So a specific number of yoga attendees to my classes, I would think about the specific number, how many people I wanted to see on Sunday morning or Sunday night. And that would, it would happen. Whoa. Um, it's true. The more specific that you get, the more amazed you'll be. Um, it isn't a wish for something. Okay. It's not a wish. It's becoming aware of your decisions, making it happen in your mind and then becoming grateful for it before it happens. Um, and think, you know, if your desires seem too much to you, I'm here to tell you that they're not, they're not too big. They're not too much. You are not too much. You wouldn't have thought of it if you weren't supposed to. So think about it. Like it popped in your head for a reason. Um, these ideas and desires are yours. So get really, really passionate about the life you want because you create it. You I don't really know. I'm do. good. You're good. <laughs> you know what? Anything else? No, I'm fine. Okay. You, you know my vision board. I do. I do. And you have both of those things. I so, I, I mean, do. he's, he's the most content human being on the entire planet. I you am. guys take notes from him. Yeah. Not from me. It's not that I'm settling or anything, you know? No, I'm not. you're just, you're already happy with what you have. That's, I mean, yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a really great place to be in, to be really happy with what you have. Yeah. I mean, know? I, you know, I mean, there, I, I wish I didn't have Jack. That's why he's not on the board. So. That's why he's laying by me. <laughs> he down. didn't make the board. My, my board. We've been living together board. for 11 years, but he didn't make the board. He's on my board. He's on every board of mine. He's actually very sweet. He is the sweetest boy. I do love him. Um, so that's it. That's that for that one. Um, I actually ran out of crayons, well, so I couldn't use his. 
ran out of crayons. Yes. Do you hear this? God. So that will bring us to number 13. (laughs) Number 13. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Get passionate about nature and the environment, okay? Um, If you love spending time in nature and you're motivated to give some of your time and your talent um, or your treasure, which would be your monetary financial treasure, um, toward conservation efforts and sustainable energy production, this is an excellent outlet for your creative energy. A simple internet search can lead you to a number of conservation groups and environmentalist activists um, whose efforts you might want to support or even join. Get If this is not your shtick, you think about it for a second. I mean, we need this planet to live on. Yeah, you might not think about it all day long and be conscious about it all day long, but... Well- I would, I'm just going to say, like, one of the great things about nature and the environment is that a lot of people, a lot of people are, you know, oh, you know, like, they they think that nature is self-sustaining and the environment self-sustaining or, oh, I don't like to be out in the woods. I don't like any of that stuff. There is always something in nature and the environment that you can put your time into, even if you're not a fan of hiking and all that other stuff. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's always something you, you got to at least enjoy the sunlight. If you don't like the sunlight, then you love the clouds. I don't, I don't know. Or but like about clean water. Yeah. I mean, we all need clean water, mm-hmm. you know? So I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying that this yeah, is something, something that for everyone. exactly. Yeah. Nature and the environment. Um, and if you don't have any ideas, like I said, just a simple internet search can lead you to a number of conservation groups. Um, or if you'd rather, you could spend more time out in nature. Simple as that, where you might find inspiration for your next passion project. I'm a living, breathing example of that. Going outside opens my mind like crazy. It gets all these things come in and go out. Um, so if you're already someone who loves spending time in the outdoors, obviously hiking, like you just said, or camping, or just as simple as taking long walks, you have the perfect excuse to spend more time with something that restores you and reminds you of what you love. But if you're not outdoorsy, you can still benefit from more time in nature. And, you know, it doesn't take long. You can still take action to protect the environment and its natural resources. But so I went ahead, I went ahead and I found 10 scientific reasons why being outdoors is a must just in case you don't like being outdoorsy i'm gonna i'm gonna change your mind okay no. yes i am no. um, this is from mentalfloss.com okay 10 reasons scientific reasons why being outside is good for you okay number one being outdoors boosts your energy so this is proven you can skip that extra cup of coffee and walk around your neighborhood I am outdoors walking the dogs or myself and walking myself around every single day. And now it's such a part of my day that I crave it and I get back home and I have more energy. Number two, it feels easier to exercise outdoors. In one small study, researchers had cyclists pedal in front of green, gray, and red video footage. Listen to this. The bikers who exercise in front of the green reported feeling less physical exertion and more positive moods. Whoa. Meaning that grass, trees, and plants might add a psychological energy boost to your workout. If it's snowing where you are, just get green tinted glasses. Yeah, there you go. Um, I have a green light on right now, actually, because green does make me happy. Hmm? Um, Number three, the outdoors is good for your vision. Research shows that elementary school students who spend more time outdoors are less likely to develop nearsightedness. 
Um, if it's too bright for you outside, throw on some shades and get your outdoors on. You can see clearly. Number four, natural sunlight helps mitigate pain. I didn't know this. In one study, um, surgery patients who were exposed to high-intensity sunlight reported less stress and marginally less pain and therefore took less pain medication. I didn't know this, but this is something that I can relate to. When I was breathing fresh air and soaking up the sun on beaches and, you know, when I was living in Miami, I rarely had back pain. I remember, like, being able to play um, volleyball for a long time or like jog on the beach for a little bit or you know I didn't feel the headaches and the pain in my knees because I was outside I think um, but number five that brings us to number five the outdoors boosts your immune system scientists think that breathing in phytocides which are airborne chemicals produced by plants and it increases our levels of white blood cells, which helps us fight off infections and diseases. And I know we were stuck in the house right now and we want to boost our immune system. You know, COVID is scary, but there are ways that you can safely do that. There are, if you, even if you have a small yard or I don't know, I mean, if you're in a big city, I don't know how you're doing it. I really don't. I'd be going nuts not being able to go outside. I'm so sorry for you guys if you're in a big city. I mean, you we can't. are in a big city. No, we're not. We're outside of we, the big city. We we yeah, we live 15 minutes from downtown. I mean, yeah, but some people live in like Manhattan or Brooklyn <laughs> or No, I'm just saying. I mean, that would be horrible. I mean, there is, you know, there are people that live downtown Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. You know, in fact, I have a couple friends that live down there and I don't know, they love it, but I mean, during a COVID, like during the pandemic, I, this, I mean, that's why like doing the podcast right now is really important because I know a lot of people are still stuck inside and I, you Mm -hmm. know, I want to at least bring a little bit of something, something to you. I just hope that once everybody starts heading out and, you know, everybody gets their vaccinations and everybody's healthy, that they still want to hear your beautiful voice. Oh, that is so sweet. See, he wants to get some. Okay. Whoa. Number six of why This is a G-rated show. It never was. G-rated. Never fucking was. Number six, the outdoors (laughs) provides you with free aromatherapy. According to science, you really should stop and smell the flowers. Research shows that natural scents like roses, freshly cut grass, and pine make you feel calmer and more relaxed so think about it all of those expensive oils and candles they smell like the outside usually so just go outdoors um number seven the outdoors enhances creativity uh so if you're struggling with writer's block say you might want to ditch your laptop for the great outdoors psychologists found that backpackers scored 50 percent higher on creativity tests after spending a few days in the wild without electronics that's 50 percent higher that's a lot um that's not a small number so think about it my brain is so open to new ideas and thoughts when i'm outside it's magical stuff i mean when we were you know you got me out on the trails for the first time in a long time. Yeah, I mean, the Adirondacks, the Adirondacks is literally my favorite place on earth. They're, you know, I, yeah, I haven't exactly been that many places in my life, but that will probably always be my favorite place. Well, there's a lot of people who come and visit the Adirondacks who are from yeah, California. The last Canada, hike we did, we met people that Brazil, did. Brazil, you know, whatever. But and yeah, the Adirondacks well, are beautiful. It's, yeah, it's an incredible, it's the largest state park in the country. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, there's a lot of really cool qualities about it. You know, New York State's a pretty big state yeah it is but um what i was gonna say is that i just the few times that we were able to get out we didn't do any multi-day hikes but anytime that we went out i always felt better i felt more clear i could think more clearly 
and everything just just seemed to be a little bit better. Things are just a okay if you're outside. It's amazing. Even mm-hmm. even for a couple of days after, you you just have a different feel. Mm-hmm. It's true. And um, that's where I did a lot of my manifesting, actually, when I'm outside. I'm doing like a walking meditation, um, which I'll probably record a walking meditation in the future because it's helped me so much. And I, you know, I just want to pay it forward. Um, number eight, why... Sorry, I just hit the mic. Number eight, why uh, the outdoors is really good for you is that it helps with seasonal affective disorder. If you haven't heard of that, it's seasonal affective disorder is also known as SAD because in the winter, there's shorter days and there are lower light levels. It can trigger this and it is a reoccurring condition. It's marked by symptoms of anxiety, exhaustion, and sadness. Um, it's very real and doctors say spending time outside can lessen sad severity, even if the cold weather is here and it is overcast. Um, I experience this every year now that I've left Miami. It's so draining and it is really cyclical. I actually, um, my friend told me about the blue light that he used and I ordered one, uh, by Philips, the company Philips. And I use that every day when I'm in front of the computer working, um, you know, Pittsburgh is one of the cloudiest cities ever in my it's brain. the fourth I found out. It's crazy. I've never There's lived like 200 and some days of cloud of cloudiness. Can you imagine? That's yeah. Hello. And I, I'm a, addicted to the sun. I know. Addicted to the sun. Um, That's just that, that just, what's that say about me? I mean, that you came here. I don't know. It's, he's I mean, not really, to brag. He put it on me. Put it on me. Baby girl, put it on me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I've always guy. wanted to do that, like, on a mic. Yeah, well, dreams come true. Baby girl, put it on me. He's passionate about that. He made it happen. I See? Did. Manifestation. Even, even back on my old podcast, I never did it. I should have, but I didn't. Well, you can do whatever the hell you want on those. Yeah, true. You know? um, Like, I'm not even wearing pants right now. Yeah. I'm surprised I am. Yeah, why are you wearing pants? I wasn't wearing pants during my uh, the the thing today Your that I did. Phone call. Yeah, <laughs> not it wasn't a phone call. It was an actual Zoom meeting. How many people out there are doing that though these days? I am on Zoom almost every single day, and I rarely wear pants. Yeah, it's wonderful. I I don't know how I'm going to go back to the to wearing pants again. It sucks. It does. Maybe I'll just wear dresses. <sighs> Okay, so bringing us to number nine. Number nine. Yes, being outdoors gives you your daily dose of vitamin D. Vitamin D is essential for your body. It's essential. You can't live life without it. It helps us to absorb calcium. It prevents osteoporosis, and it reduces inflammation, among other things. Um. Although vitamin D is present in some foods like salmon and fortified milk, we get more than 90% of our vitamin D from exposure to sunlight. And it just could be casual exposure. 90% of our vitamin D is from outside. That's huge. If you're taking supplements, keep doing that, but just add some real sun if you can, if you're safe to add some real sun. That is so big. It elevates your mood. It elevates your life. Um it brings us to number 10. The outdoors restores your focus. So are you feeling foggy and you can't concentrate maybe at work or even in the house? Leave just for a few minutes and go stroll. Just stroll. Studies show that walking in nature helps restore our focus. Um, 
I'm only listing these just so you know, though, because these really work for me. Anyway. Uh-huh. So I'm just saying uh-huh. walk around is as simple as that. And number 11, the outdoors makes us better people. According to psychologists, exposure to nature helps us shrug off societal pressures, allowing us to remember and value more important things like relationships, sharing and community. And if you're listening to this, I bet you're working on becoming a better version of yourself and um, you'll find yourself improving thoughts and emotions from being outside. So that was a really quick, that wraps it up for the 11 reasons why being outside is good for you. Um, How this passion about being outside and the passion about environment will help your search for your life passion is simple. And I've said it 17 times. Time spent mindfully in nature can make you more aware of what's important to you and what you're grateful for. So even if enjoying and being in nature and defending nature isn't at the top of your list, being passionate about nature, at least for a little while, can yield lasting benefits. That's my shtick on being outdoors. You're so pretty. Oh, thank you. It's so sweet. Mm-hmm. So she definitely wants to get some. So that brings us to number 14 on things <laughs> to be passionate 14. about. Um, social justice. This is a pretty powerful one, y'all. If you feel compelled to work for the correction of the injustices in your world and you have that drive, you know, in your being for a reason, like I said, take what you have and build on it. If you already have that drive, um, just in some way, you're uniquely qualified to work on behalf of justice for all if you have that drive, particularly those marginalized by society and its laws and institutions. There's so many ways to get involved. Um, if you feel a pull and your experience up till now has only strengthened it, you um, you don't ha- you know you don't think about it as you have to be a savior or expect the work to be easy or even gratifying, but you do. Um, do know that you will make a difference, even it's if it's the last thing that you do while you're on this venture, social justice. It's not an easy path. And, you know, maybe few people will take you seriously, but that hasn't stopped people yet. You nope. know, it hasn't stopped. It hasn't, you know, they're not putting down the activism because it, they don't think that they're making a difference. They are making, and so could you. So how this passion example helps your search is that when you're working to alleviate the suffering of others or to fight alongside them for justice, you see more clearly about what's important in both your life and in theirs. So don't be surprised if the way you live your daily life changes because of the work you do. If you're doing this, taking real risks to help others get justice makes it harder to spare any space or energy for bullshit in your life or things that won't make your life better. It puts things in real perspective. Um, So once you declutter all that bullshit, you will see more clearly where your passion lies and passion being passionate about bettering other people's situations is seriously very cyclical it's very awesome and it creates an awesome um, ripple effect yeah i mean i i did something yeah i'm not gonna talk about what it was but oh okay. if you know me and you follow me on social media you have a good idea but i used to you know i i was getting so involved into it that i was getting death threats and instead of being like oh no i'm getting death threats it actually drove me more because it meant that yeah. i was doing something that was that was making people passionate in some way or another. So I kept doing it, but I'm just saying that there was a a drive that came along with that. You don't have to do anything that gives that kind of passion, but 
you know, there's so many things out there where you can invest your time in helping other people, Mm -hmm. you know, and it doesn't matter which side of the political aisle you are, you know, you can just find something. Number 15 is number 15. (gasps) Animals and pets. Uh, Okay, so my pets are my children. <laughs> Animals and pets. Yeah. You reminded so. me of a Kristen Wiig character, one of her characters in SNL. I am honored. When she's always the target lady. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> I love her. Yeah, she, guys, she's, she's amazing. In my top three favorite SNL characters mm-hmm. and one of the funniest people alive. On the planet. She might be my number one. Really? Yeah, she's that good. I wonder if she knows. I know, right? We have to tell her. We do. Kristen, if you're out there. We love you. Uh, So my pets are my children. And I might be that crazy dog lady to you out there. But to me, I am a mama uh, uh, to them. And this example really speaks to me. So if you love animals and enjoy spending time with them, you might love spending some time every week or so volunteering at an animal shelter. Google search a humane society in your area. These babies need love. They need loving. You can get passionate about it or... This is okay. This was in the article, but it's true. You could help out a local farmer who needs help with the animals. And I'm like, what? But then I thought about it. <laughs> I know, I know. Really Search out a farmer. Me. Okay. But yes. Where we're from, that's very easy. That's very normal. Okay. So they need extra help all the time. I grew up in the country. And from what I can tell, there's never enough people and the work is never, ever, ever done. And, you know, if you love animals, just see if you can help out with something, you know, farm animals can be so loving and sweet. Have you ever snuggled a cow head before? It's a must. Not, I mean, the cow, the head attached to the body. I was just going to say, jeez. You could also volunteer. Listen to this. You could volunteer to provide foster care to a rescue animal. It's not a commitment to take lightly, but the energy and the affection of an abandoned pet might be as healing for you as your care and attention are for them. Um, this might not be your shtick because saying goodbye is too hard, and I get that. But it's better for the animal to be with a loving person, you, and in a warm home, yours, than a shelter until they find parents for the baby. Um, along with donating to your favorite animal charities, you might also find a purpose in fighting for animal rights training dogs, something like that for support roles. Um, or you could volunteer for search and rescue. Um, all these are very important. And I know, you know, some people are like, like help an animal out. Like that's so, it's (laughs) like, no, I saw, if I said people are like, uh, it's not that important. Like, Like it's not people say it's not that important. It's very important. These animals are like you know there's so many that don't have help. Um, That was funny. You could you know start training animals. You could train um, like my mom just she's looking for help for training her new puppy. Um, Cersei is her name Um, because you know dogs don't come with manuals and she needs a trainer. So that would be something that would be really fun to do. I think, um, it's not for everybody, but how this passion example will help your search is that spending time with animals can be therapeutic in itself. Yes. Um, it's so awesome and true. The but, better acquainted what? Well, I was just going to say, that's why <laughs> they have, you know, those, those, um, in the hospitals. dogs in the hospitals yeah. or cats even they yeah. do cats too. Yeah. Like the movie soul. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, the movie's oh, awesome. So good. That is probably one of my favorite Disney flicks. Yeah, yeah I love the jazz. Good. Oh, of um, course. Oh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, 
animals, therapeutic, yes. The better acquainted you become with um, the animal's behavior and personality, the easier it is to know what they need from you. So on a cerebral aspect, it's training you in nonverbal communication. And while it can be frustrating, um, it does have a way of revealing your own personality um, as well as your limits, like your temper and tolerance and your patience, but also your capacity to love. And the better you know yourself, the more clearly you see what you care about mo most, you know. So this is about getting to know you and your passions, right? So mm -hmm. it brings us to number 16, one of my favorite, entrepreneurship. Number 16. Yeah, yeah. This is a kind of an extension from number 11. Um, if part of you has always wanted to start your own business, uh, entrepreneurship has much to teach you if you're willing to take the risks. Very risky. And for many business ideas, you don't need thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to get started. You're sexy. Oh, see? He does want some of this. Yeah, he does. I see you I looking at me. I just want to make tacos. Oh, mm-hmm. See? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> right there. That's what I'm talking about. We need some more romance. <laughs> Okay, so the entrepreneurship, consider what you're good at, like what you enjoy and possibly what the world needs. Obviously, I'm not very good at making vision boards, so I'm probably going to avoid that probably one. Probably not starting a business on that. Um, that. See, knowing what you're not good at is just as important as knowing what you're good at. There you go. Um, so what do you want to do with your life? What do you enjoy? Uh, find, like, create a thing or, you know, a service and... It's exciting when you ensure each customer or client has a memorable experience that they'll want to recommend to others. It's like you really do change people's days and lives. If you do something like that's meaningful and purposeful, you know, maybe um, maybe get started with something online. A lot of people are doing it right now because of the COVID. I am still growing the nerve to instruct all the yoga live and in person and share it with all of you on the interweb. I am getting the nerve to do that. Yes. Yeah. Uh, maybe Everybody if, <laughs> encourage her, please, because it's just such an awesome idea. Yeah, thanks. Uh, it's exciting. Um, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Maybe <laughs> if, yeah, maybe if someone out there verbally handed me a dose of, you know, fuck what people think and do it already, I'll start tomorrow. Maybe. Why maybe. not just start tomorrow? Maybe. Melanie and I will do it, and Caitlin, and I'll even get Chris in there, and yeah, it'll be good. Um. But you can find plenty of books and courses on starting a business. Pick one and see where it leads you. Like, okay, Jen Sincero's Badass at Making Money book is a perfect place to start. Sure. Jen Sincero. She's awesome. How this passion example helps your search. So starting a business involves the risk of loss as well as other mishaps that present more of a social cost than a financial one sometimes. You could lose someone's trust and they're not likely to do any kind of business with you again. That's risky. Um, we will be serving an entire episode about entrepreneurship because it's awesome and I'm passionate about it and I want to, you know, learn as much as I can because I will own my own business someday. Um, and if you're thinking about it, I want you to realize your potential to serve the communities that you're in with whatever your specialty is. Amy from my favorite salon on the planet, Hot Spot, agreed to come and speak with us. And I love her and Claire. So we should probably get that going like next week. I'll start doing the interview for that. <laughs> wow. Why wait? Um, but even if you learn some painful lessons as a business owner, you'll learn more about yourself and your personal values, which are essential to establishing a brand 
that will attract your ideal customers. It's a win, win, win. And you're likely to have some passions in common with your customers. Um, so yeah, do that. (laughs) Number 17, uh, get passionate about faith. Number 17. Beautiful. Uh, about faith or your spiritual beliefs. I'll be brief here because we do have an upcoming episode on this, but whatever you believe about the meaning of life and the universe and everything else, you probably feel more deeply invested in some beliefs than in others. So as you grow in knowledge and experience, you're likely to question things that you once took for granted. And, you know, I'm sure you're on a spiritual journey just as I am. Um, But think about it. However, you may find that certain spiritual practices make it easier for you to make sense of each day's irritations and challenges. Um, Spiritual practices can help you and make it easier for you to experience these things. Um, Your beliefs might help you see the bigger picture behind each day's disappointments say and surprises as well as your daily routine and whatever that's happening that tries to disrupt your happiness as long as you don't use your beliefs to violate the rights of others you're cool you're you know get that passion going do things in a respectful way um you can actually open other people's minds too sure can you know spirituality is I, i hate saying having a moment but there are so many people who have benefited from having a spiritual practice that it is literally trending. And I, you know, I hate saying trending because it's just because it's trendy. Oh my God. It sounds like a novel thing. You know, it's just like a spur of the moment, like trending now, but it's not. Um, You're funny. How this passion example helps your search is that exploring what you believe and learning how to articulate it for others it makes it hard to ignore what's important to you. Passion will sprout from this. Um, plus, your willingness to question beliefs and teachings makes it much more likely that you'll identify with core values critical to your self-knowledge and personal development. All the more reason to do some soul searching, ideally with a journal handy. So, like, you know, write your beliefs and keep it in a safe space where you can you can do that sort of thing. Um, that brings us to number 18. Number 18. Get passionate about your family. Family. We can easily take our family for granted. Um, Sometimes you argue with them or say things to them that you later regret. But where better to put your passion energy than toward your family, the people you love the most, and whose happiness is literally the key to your own happiness. So what does it mean to be passionate about your family? You're wondering. It means simply being fully present with them when you are talking with them. Or making more time to engage with them individually or as a group. Making time. I I, I want to mention sometimes it can be you know I uh, we've got the two little boys right yeah and sometimes you can be so into something and they're sitting there trying to tell you something you know and it's it 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 might just be something inconsequential but it's so important to them in that moment. Yeah, pay attention. I've been really really trying my hardest that every time they address me that I stop what I'm doing and I look at them and I actually you know, listen and I provide feedback, you know, not, not not like, like job feedback, like, well, you could have done this a little, we're going to have to let you go. Yeah. We're going to have to let you go. Just leave your (laughs) things at your desk. We're going to escort you out. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just one of those things where I've been trying to actively do that, you know, and 
because it's funny because they're all thinking about things that we are not, you know, it's not like I'm sitting in there trying to engage with a, with a, with a brother or something like that. You know, these are little guys who little the guys. most important thing in the world is making a cuttlefish out of Lego, you know? So just one of those things where I wanted to mention that it's, it, you're going to make, awesome to see that. you're going to make such good relationships with them as they grow older because they know they can talk to you and they know you're going to pay attention. And that, yeah, that's a value knowing your family values. Um, and like you said, doing your best to honor them. Um, also showing up when they need you being present and showing up if they need you and find ways, every family is different, find ways to strengthen your fame, your family bond. Um, like, engaging in rituals or traditions that bring you together, for example, you know, those things are really important. How this passion example will help your search is because your family can be the centerpiece of your life. And if things are out of balance with them, it impacts everything you do. It really does. For sure. Um, the strength of your family bond supports you emotionally as you strive to create the life you want for yourself, but and for them too. Um, your closeness and care for your family members helps you make choices and decisions in everyone's best interest. Um, like we talked about this in uh, episode eight, the first part of the focus on passions, um, your circle of people is the most important element when searching the world for passions, your circle of family and friends. So... Get passionate about those people in your life. Brings us to number 19. Number 19. Your mental health. Your mental health. Yep. I love. Okay. So if you're suffering with stress, anxiety, depression, or any other mental health challenge, and you haven't dealt with it yet, now is the time to get really freaking passionate about improving your mental health. Right now. Don't put it off. It's hard to feel passionate about anything when you are suffering emotionally and mentally. It's almost impossible. Um, you won't have the emotional bandwidth to do anything that you love if you don't tackle some of the issues that are holding you back. So use any emotional energy that you can muster to prioritize getting better first. Start by talking to a doctor. Find mm -hmm. a doctor. Talk to them. Uh, ensure that you don't have a physical issue causing the mental issues. Um, meet with a counselor, get passionate about finding people that you can discuss your feelings and then learn coping strategies. Be very diligent about taking any medications that your doctor prescribes for you. I obviously am a huge advocate for this one. Um, mental health is one of my top priorities in my entire life. And uh, always me will too. Be. Yeah. Me too. Um, Nathaniel and I have both have mental illnesses that will literally drive the entire ship if we let them. Yep. Deep, dark things. Yeah, I mean, um, I, you know, I just want to mention that, you know, there's a lot of factors that can help you determine if you have a mental illness and everything. And sometimes there aren't a lot of factors and it's just something that's under the surface and you just don't know how to address it. You know, for, you know, if you listen to my first or our first episode um, about bipolar disorder, one of the things that I, you know, discusses how I came to know about my bipolar disorder. And a lot of it came from a really bad drinking problem. And I was addressing my bipolar disorder with alcohol and everything that goes along with that and, and pills, you know, opiates and all that fun stuff. Um, you know, so it's just really important that you, you look at the signs and if people around you are saying, Hey, there's something wrong. Right. Actually, listen, because I ignored that. I ignored it for years. And yeah. instead, it just came to a head. You yeah. know, I ended up in the hospital and, you know, for weeks. And that's how I found out. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, 
the first episode that we did for this entire podcast is the most powerful one, I believe. Wow. Um, it, it shows in the, the people who listen. We have so, There are so many people who listen to that episode, more than I ever imagined. And I'm not going to get into numbers because I think that's kind of tacky and I don't want to place its importance on numbers of listens. Um, but if you haven't listened to episode one, please do. The mental health thing is so freaking serious. Um, you know, if you, if you don't have control of it, take back your life. Take it back. And, you know, how this passion example helps your search is it's self-evident that being mentally uh, healthy is necessary to feel excited and engaged in anything in the world. So if your energy is low or very off, you won't be in the frame of mind to search for your passion at all. I mean, that's where it starts. You won't feel passionate about anything. Um, once we release the episode featuring depression, I will get very in depth with my own struggles here, but let me tell you, depression will ruin any chance you have of passion in your life. It will ruin it. Um, the more committed you are to your mental health, the better you'll feel about everything in life. I promise you'll have more clarity and you'll have energy to pursue any endeavor, anything. Yes. Um, so that's going to bring us to number 20. Number 20. Get passionate about your community. Yeah, I'm good. Your community. No. Yes. Nope. Um, how much wait, wait, time? Wait, 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 wait. What? You know what I just saw? I don't know if anyone out there has heard of the the Nextdoor, uh, Nextdoor, Nextdoor? I think it's a social media platform that used to be just filled with white supremacists. Oh, God. Yeah, I know, right? But, um, but someone on there was just like complaining. I am so sick of my neighbors walking two feet into my yard to let their dog poop and pee on my yard. Oh God. Can I call the police? What rights do I have? And I'm sitting here thinking, are you serious? Maybe you're not a dog lover or a pet lover, but, but if they're picking it up, who cares? Right. That's exactly it. And, and you know, someone came on and was very polite and just simply said, listen, it is against the law for them to do that. They are technically trespassing, but you're not going to be able to enforce it. And the only way that you can fix this is putting up a fence. And if you put up a fence, then that's you know your own choice. Right. But you're already making enemies by going on a social media platform and basically talk, you know, calling talking all these people about, out. Right. Right. Well, I don't, okay. I, I have a few ideas here. I, well, There's, just real quick. I do respect <laughs> having it, dogs myself, of course. Well, I do respect, you know, people that, that don't, like animals they're, you know they're they're people too like you yeah, know you know course. it's yes. it's different to me but at least i'm not gonna sit there and say you're a weird person because you don't like animals no you are a weird person if you don't like animals <laughs> well i'm just saying though if you're calling out people that do love animals on a on a next door neighbor app you're probably gonna make a lot of enemies yeah you're putting so a target on your, this is your a, lawn this is against what Shiloh is talking about here. I just want to mention that. Don't be that person. Don't be that person. Don't hate animals, y'all. You just, you're not even welcome on this podcast if you hate animals. Um, so your community, getting back to, you know, this, uh, how much time have you spent exploring and engaging in your own community? How much time or the activities that are available to you? Think about it. Um, getting involved in your local community can open up a world of ideas and opportunities for you. A world of opportunity. Um, the website dosomething.org lists 70, 70 ways to serve your community. So I just grabbed a couple 
of my favorite for you as an example, um, the volunteering, uh, you can volunteer to do social media for a local organization or help set up at a community event, volunteer at a food pantry, um, you can volunteer doing just go on that website there's 70 of them um you, you could get even more serious and join the school board or a chamber of commerce you can attend local meetups in your area which isn't possible right now because of covid i understand but this is just giving you a roundabout idea um you could do the zoom and host a study group or um a book club or get involved in a cleanup project um, you could eventually coach a youth sports team that was on there when COVID is gone. Hopefully we will have these opportunities to do these things. Um, yes. and the last one is teaching at the parks and recreation center. So, um, that's donating your time. y'all. If it's anything like the TV show on game. I love her, Amy, Amy Poehler. Oh, she's amazing. Yes, please. Her book, the whole, I died. The whole cast was amazing, though. Yeah, it was a really very smart show. Ron Swanson is one of the greatest, he, you know, characters of all time, too. It's really funny, too, because he's he's a libertarian, but he in real life, he's an extreme liberal. He's hilarious. And he's a real woodworker, like beautiful work. Aren't I don't know if you know married? that. Who? In Him real and life? Megan Mullally are. Oh, Mullally? yes, Mullally? yes, Mullally. You know, his ex-wife uh -huh. number three, I think, <laughs> in the show. I <laughs> love it. Great show. Great show. Maybe we should have them on the podcast. Um, how this example helps your search, the community one. Not only can you explore areas of interest in your community, but you will also meet a ton of new people who might lead Maybe you. Maybe seven. At least seven. At least. Think of that. Uh, it could lead you to a new career or expose you to other interests that you haven't even considered yet. That's Amazing. Networking will, without a doubt, bring opportunities to your life, and that makes finding your life passions more tangible. Bringing us to number 21, the very last one. Number 21. Get passionate about writing a book. Writing a book. You don't have to be an exceptional writer or expert to write a book. I promise. Like, I'm writing for this podcast, and it's my first ever project, and I'm not an exceptional writer by any means. I just find it extremely therapeutic and helpful in breaking through mental and emotional struggle, sharing and connecting with all of you, and most of all, I'm working with my partner. And I'm telling you to do this because I truly believe it will light up your life. <laughs> What? <laughs> I just look at you so serious. <laughs> uh, you could write a book or a, a paper or whatever for just for yourself or for your family. Or you might use book writing as a way to explore an interest or skill you possess. You don't have to begin a podcast with that work or definitely start a podcast because it's awesome. Do it. Do it. Um, but you can use a self-published book as a way to share your ideas and knowledge with others and add to your credibility in your field. So come up with a few ideas for your book, pro your book topic. Um, explore each one to see how easily it is to flesh out the information and then outline your book and start writing. The process itself would be really fun and fascinating. I promise. Like I was thinking about this and when I was younger, I wanted to be a writer and I'd start books all the time. I'd illustrate them and I'd make up characters and I would come to life. And I love, you know, that young jump into it kind of life. You know, I'm doing something now that I loved doing when I was seven and it's freaking awesome. Um, 
And how this passion will help you in your search is writing a book about something that interests you is the perfect way to explore that something more deeply, right? Your research may require you to interview or talk to people who have this passion. Maybe lamps. Right. If you want to write about lamps, there's so many different ways to write about lamps. And there's a lot of lamps. There's a lot of lamps out there. Different styles of lamps. Yes. One that's shaped like a monkey, one that's shaped like a light bulb. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can go on and on with the lamps. Personally, that's not my thing. I like lamps that are shaped like lamps. Okay. Personally, that's not my thing. My passions do include researching and connecting and storytelling. And I'm doing all three and plus more than that when I write for you and this podcast. But it's a win-win because while I share my story with you all and I get to connect, even if I touch only one person out there, I'm doing my very best to serve and it's happening if I touch just one person. Um, And you'll discover elements of your interests that you didn't previously know about through research. Uh, As you write, obviously you become more of an expert and you make yourself more marketable to anyone who might want to hire you or even know you. Um, So you might be wondering, how do I hone a list of passions? How do I even do that? Um, After hearing these last 11 ideas, you might feel ready kind of to start developing your own list of passions that might eventually become a career or hobby. Um, You probably know some of the interests and endeavors that you already feel passionate about. Um, And creating your list will help you clarify your next steps. And this does take some work, people, but it's worth it because your life is worth it. Um, We're talking about passion, right? Get passionate. Get passionate about the passion. Passion. Here's how you can get started. Grab a pen and paper. Um, Pen to paper just feels better to me, but you can grab your phone or, you know, type in your PC. Start writing down every idea that you can think of. Even if it seems outlandish or even impossible, just conduct a brain dump of all your ideas. Once you've exhausted all of your ideas and put them on paper, go back and circle your top five to 10 ideas. Next, grab a sheet of paper for each idea. So you've got five to 10 different pieces of paper. Write that passion at the top of the page. And then begin researching the passion idea, like make notes on the paper about the skills involved, any educational requirements. And if it's a passion that can actually become a career, write down the salary potential, get really specific with all of this. Do this for each of your top passions. Now, this step might make you trim off ideas that aren't worth all of the trouble. You you know, you might be like, I don't want to do that for eight, nine and 10. So this is a great way to get to know what's really important to you. Really important. Next, go back and refine your list. Again, looking at the ideas that seem to intrigue you the most and then separate the papers for the um, the finalists. So you've got, now you're down to probably four, maybe six. Your next task is to write goals and action steps for each of these ideas. Um, what is the bigger picture that you want for this passion? Is it, or it could be a career or a hobby or a side gig, a second job. What are the specific steps you need to take to reach this goal? And then finally, make a decision about the passion that seems to fit best into your life, that fits best into your life with financials and your overall goals. Once you def- refine your list to the top idea, you may want to volunteer or experiment with the idea before investing too much time and money. And how you can do that is reaching out to your network, shadowing someone who is already engaged in this passion, set up a meeting maybe to talk with them, ask to pick their brain a little bit, and um, maybe even take a part-time job in the field. Watch videos on YouTube. Just get to know it more and more and more and more and more. Spending time testing the water before you jump in headfirst is an awesome way to really know if it lines up with your personality in life before you jump in all willy-nilly. 
Um, so have you ever wondered what it like to, to say when people ask you what you're passionate about? Not really. No, never. You know what to say? Yes. Okay. So if you don't out there, um, I hope this, this episode will help you in your journey to find your life passion. And if you haven't figured it out yet, don't allow the uncertainty and confusion to bring you down. Try to view this time right now as the adventure and enjoy the process of getting to know it. So in addition to trying the activities I've listed, take a look at the things people are passionate about in your circle of friends and family. Ask them questions to learn what led them to their passions. And then pick their brains. Pick it, pick it, pick it for ideas and actions to help you move forward. Use your people that you have. Um, and in the meantime, do your best to solve or love what you're doing now. Loving what you're doing now. We have a ton of extra time right now, Nathaniel and I, and the two of us. So we're making the most of it and we're trying new things all over the place. So my advice to you is to make it a point to try something new. Possibly every week, possibly every month. This search is a part of your life journey. Um, so it's an important, it's really important for you to live passionately. Uh, it might be difficult, but remain upbeat, at least have energy with it and have assurance that your passion is out there waiting for you to discover it. It really is. So that's the end right there, right there, the end, period, right done. I want you to, to discover your passions. Reach out to me. I want to talk to you. I love everyone that reaches out and talks to me. It makes me so excited. I love talking about these, these ideas and bouncing things off with each other. Um, so don't feel like I won't, or we won't respond. Like I won't, you know, he won't, but I will. I love talking <laughs> to you people. I'm just kidding. I, I love, will. yes. I love our people. I love our people. Thank you so much for listening. That is the end of episode nine. Um, take care of each other out there. Stay healthy. And we will talk to you next week for episode 10. Love you all. Part two of love and personal passions brings 11 more things to be passionate about and how to find your personal passion if you haven't yet. We shared more about our own passions and why it's so important to live passionately. We thank you for your love and support. Did you like today's episode? Subscribe to us on Spotify or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to follow us at Love in a Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook.com slash Love in a Podcast. Learn more about us on our website, loveinapodcast.com. Until next week, my friends. <laughs>